everyone. Welcome back to Top 5, brought to you by Define Talent. We are in an impactful, results-driven service, working with clients to connect them with quality talent, as well as make an impact within the recruiting industry. We talk straight about today's professional world with real-world professionals, experts in recruitment, job seekers, and business owners alike. Have a question for us? Send it in, and you might spur our next conversation. I'm Tara Thurber, Director of Talent Innovation, and joining me today is Stan Brazier to discuss his top five tips for job-seeking Gen Xers. Stan is an industry leader with 30 years of dedication in the sports and fitness field, with a consistent track record, yielding lucrative strategic plans, successful branding campaigns, and developing concrete sales management teams. Hey, Stan, how are you today? I'm doing well, Tara, how, how about yourself? I'm doing good, thank you. It's um, it's a pleasure to have you on our podcast today. I'm really excited to kind of dive in a little bit about your experience, uh, your background, and then get your ideas on some top five tips for the job-seeking Gen Xers right now. Sounds great. So tell us about building a brand from the, the ground up. So I think, uh, especially in the sports and fitness world, it's all about authenticity you know there are some brands that you know they, they try to be authentic and and, and realistic but uh the, the brands that i think are successful long term uh, number one really take ownership of their the equity in their brand because at the end of the day all you really have is the equity the brand equity and some some brands take that more seriously than others right and in in sports and fitness world it's really all about organic growth you know, you, you can go you can go wide in your distribution strategy and your marketing strategy, but you won't be around that long. But if, if you want to you know, plant the seed and do it organically and build it and have a long term strategy, I think you're going to be a lot more successful and your brand is, is, is going to stand the test of time. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with you. It's and it's crazy. You know, the word authenticity comes up so often lately with people that I'm speaking to and specifically you know, just kind of looking at the sports industry um, during COVID and, and the crazy ways that people um, and leaders have had to pivot, it's been, um, authenticity is, is really important in order to grow a brand um, digitally, especially, I guess I could say, right? Right. Yeah, no, and, and if anything, the, the COVID, the pandemic has really exposed a lot of that. So, it, it, Pivoting, you know, obviously, you know, to, to continue your, your growth or to main, you know, remain relevant is really important. It, it, you know, it was, it was already had, you know, accelerated process toward, toward a digital, you know, slash e-com world, right. but the, the pandemic just accelerated everything. Amazing. And, you know, and I feel like the businesses that are thriving now are the ones that will continue. And then the ones that, we're not authentic or not really, you know, walking the walk and talking the talk. Those ones, those businesses will kind of go by the wayside. Absolutely. Yeah. So let me ask you, with over 30 years of experience, do you even do you ever feel like you have too much to say? You know, it, it's it's really ironic because what I've learned over the last year is, you know, obviously uh, our industry is really relationship driven. You know, and, and I think even more so than a lot of other uh, categories or, or business segments. And, and uh, 
for the most part, those relationships hold up and they mean something. At the end of the day, you know, you still have to be profitable if you're running a business. I always joke with my sales team, any organization I've been with, if I have to tell you you need to be profitable, you probably should be doing something else. Right. That's, a, that's a given. But if that's your only goal, yeah. you know, just, just to be profitable, make money, and, and you really don't want to contribute to society, I don't, I don't believe in my opinion that you're going to be successful long term. So that, 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 and that's been really exposed o- over the last year. So, you know, in, in my particular case, if I didn't have the relationships that I've developed over the three decades, you know, where I can pick up the phone and, 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 and call somebody and get, get feedback, you know, on, on, a, on a strategy, on an organization, on a platform, you know, wh- whatever it needs to be, you know, I, I have the ability because I've been fortunate that I've covered, you know, most of North America geographically. So I have relationships all over the country in all channels and in every category. I've, I've sold and marketed just about every category in the sports and fitness uh, channel. So, you know, uh, you know, I, 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 I have that, you know, that distinct advantage. And in addition to that, I've worn many hats. I, I was in retail for 13 years. I was an independent sales rep. I was a tech rep where I clinicked running stores and I've been in upper management, you know, up to the highest levels. So I'm, I, I'm more well-rounded than a lot of upper management uh, staff members at a lot of organizations. Yeah, yeah. And do, are you finding too, um, when you're reaching out to new businesses or when you're really trying to get yourself out there, um, are you coming up against any walls or are you finding that is your resume hurting you rather than helping you nowadays? Uh, it's a catch-22 because in some some cases they're intimidated you know, you know, because of the, the level of experience and, uh, and maybe my, my management style, I'm not a micromanager. I really, I'm, I'm good at coordinating a team and getting everybody to row the boat in the same direction toward a common goal. You know, yeah. I, I rely on my, uh, my channel managers for their expertise, you know, and then I'm there to support them and give them direction and guidance, but I don't, I don't micromanage. You know, I, I think of Steve Jobs, you know, you know, hire smart people, you know, and, 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 and you know, don't tell them what to do. You hire smart people and have them tell you what to do yeah. you know, and, 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 and really make the most out of uh, the organization and get everybody on the same page. So, so, but, but I found in some cases, what the biggest challenge is, you know, some of the uh, younger generation in our category, they think they know everything and, and they don't want to put in the time that it takes to, to, to gain that reputation and that credibility, you know, and that, and, and, and that's a mutual respect thing. You know, you, you know, you give respect, you get respect. It's a, it's a two-way street. And, and some of them don't, you know, and, and, and everything. And, you know, the, and the internet is the good news and the bad news. You have all this uh, abundance of information, but it moves too fast. And sometimes it's too much information and they want to move too fast and they don't want to let it grow organically. You know, there's no shortcuts in, in, our, in our particular industry. You really have to have a long-term strategy to be successful. Right. And I feel like a lot of times you're right. They are trying to find the shortcuts in order to get ahead, but then you can get burned a lot faster. Right. And if you burn bridges in our industry, it comes back to haunt you because it is so relationship driven and there are so much crossover. You know, I never thought that, you know, I'd be heavily involved in wearables and technology over the last 15 plus years. I, I came from footwear and apparel. You know, I was an old shoe dog or, you know, runner for five decades. And then then I got thrust into the technology category. And, you know, from from, from the uh, out, outside, people look at me and my background. They think I'm the tech guy, but that's just a testament to my sales and marketing 
experience, you know, whatever category, the same rules apply to whatever uh, I'm selling or marketing. Now, uh, having, having that overall well-rounded character and, and background, are you feeling as you're in the job market and job seeking, um, are you finding businesses are passing by that overall and they're looking for somebody that's more targeted or is it more the generalist and the overall fully rounded experience that a lot of companies might kind of gear towards so they can get somebody that is wearing multi hats rather than just one? Well, under normal circumstances, I would say that, you know, they're looking for somebody more well-rounded, but the pandemic has changed all the rules. Yeah. Most of the companies that I've been, you know, I've been doing some short-term consulting projects and I've been having a lot of discussions about, you know, joining, you know, a full-time in an upper management position mm-hmm. and they're being overly cautious because of all the uncertainty. And I, while I totally understand that, the thing that I'm trying to stress is, especially in our category is once we get through this post pandemic, our category is really going to thrive because people are going to be really itching to get out and be active again, number Absolutely. one. And, and that's a traditional consumer. But then we also have a, a, a whole new set of consumers that were not active before, but are being active. You know, if you look at your neighborhood, people that are walking, riding a bike, jogging, that never would have done it before are doing it because they're, they're, they have this all this pent up energy and they're locked in the house. Yeah. So I'm cautiously optimistic that once we get through this, and we start to get back to whatever the new normal is going to be, that we're going to have a new consumer in addition to the early adopter and the traditional consumer. And, and we really, as an industry, you know, whatever the company is, whatever the product is, you have to prepare for that and, and you know, develop your plan now and to be in order to take advantage of that opportunity and that consumer. And if you wait too long, you're going to be behind the eight ball. Yep. I think preparing for the unknown is, is most important right now because you know, there is so much unknown still to this day and being able to be forward thinking and, you know, not being pigeonholed into one direction, but more opening the the directions up in order Mm -hmm. to really think of the different ways that a a brand can go is is super, super interesting and and super important for businesses nowadays. Well, and it's going to be across the board, you know, sports and entertainment, the movie industry, restaurant, every, every category is going to be impacted. And it's not going to be business as usual, things are going to be different post pandemic. And and you have to adjust to that, or you're not going to be successful. Yeah. In looking at within your industry specifically, have you ever experienced ageism? And if so, how have you dealt with it? I'm, I'm currently experiencing it now <laughs> just about on a daily basis. Uh, because, and, 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 and it's, I think it's more indirectly. I don't think they're consciously doing it. But right. one, one of the things that, you know, um, if you follow the, the New York Roadrunner scenario, but with all the ethnic diversity and all the challenges and not only age ageism, but you know, diversity, they're being really cautious there too. 
and and I think the pendulum is swinging too far to the to the left now, where they're being overly politically correct. You know, as as far as ageism, ethnic diversity, you know, uh, you know, the female versus male in in management positions. You know, instead of going back to who's the best candidate for the position, no matter what your age is, what your ethnicity is, what your sex is, you know, what your political opinion is. You know, let's get back to you know who who really can contribute to the organization to, 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 to have you reach your goals, you know, and, and, and has the, the, the most well-rounded experience, you know, to, to, that you can bring to the table. And I think we're, we're missing a little of that, that old school mentality. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's so much going on right now with diversity and equity and inclusion culture. And, you know, it's, it's like the highlight of so many different businesses out there throughout all different industries. Right. And, you know, as you're going through this, so how do you get through that? If you're speaking now, is it, is it direct or it, it's more indirect? And then how can you get over those hurdles? Do you think? Well, it's more indirect, Yeah. you know, and, and, and I'm actually using it to my advantage because a lot of the young entrepreneurs that I've been discussing opportunities with, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, ease them. I'm not there to intimidate them. I'm there to contribute to their organization, help them, you know, reach their goals and develop their strategy. And yeah. in my particular case, I can save you a lot of time and money if you just listen to, you know, what I have to say, because, you know, nine times out of 10, I'm not going to say hundred percent of the time I'm right, but nine times out of 10, I'm pretty much accurate and I can go with my gut, you know, based on my uh, three decades plus of experience because I've, I've made those mistakes before and I'm trying to prevent this next generation from wasting all that time and money and making those mistakes. If, if you just, if you just listen and, and, you know, and, and I, uh, you know, pride myself on being a big, uh, a good listener too. It's a two way street. You have to communicate and have a dialogue. Yeah. That's, I think that's huge. And they, it kind of sparks, you know, the, the young leaders either bringing too much of their ego to the table or just moving too fast and not taking the time to, to listen. It's more reactive. Right. And, you know, I, you know, listening to you, it's, it's very interesting to think about as, as a, a leader and speaking to somebody of your, with your experience, I'd want to know your tools and tricks to get ahead because right. you've been there, you've done that. Okay. So I don't have to go through those. I don't have to go through those, you know, air quotes, those failures or those, those mishaps where you're going to, everybody learns, right? Everybody can learn from their failures, but a lot of times, you know, now you've already had some, had that experience. So, you know, I think it's, it's only a plus when you look at it through a different lens to see what you can bring to um, a company or bring to a specific organization to help them plan ahead. Right. No, hundred percent. I always use the analogy. I, I don't go to a meeting to see when the next meeting is. I go to a meeting to, to, to set an agenda here. Here's, here's our plan and strategy. Let's make some decisions, implement and execute those, and then, you know, make the adjustments along the way. But I, I don't have the patience for going, you know, and because a lot of, you know, younger generation, they want to justify their existence. So let's have another meeting. You know, yeah. that's, that, that's just not, not cost efficient and you're wasting time. Yeah. Meetings to have more meetings to have more meetings where, right. like, you know, you come to the table, let's have this meeting. Let's, let's create our to-do list and, and get, 
it done, right? Exactly. <laughs> what are what are the most difficult aspects of job searching within the athletic industry right now? Well, right now, I think it's probably across all industries, but there are so many people looking for jobs, you know, more than ever now yeah. that, you know, you know, it, it, you know, if you don't have a, a contact person or someone that you really can get to at an organization and you're just sending it into HR, yeah. you know, they, they, they're just looking at a resume or maybe they're not even, they're screening the resumes because they're getting thousands of people applying for these positions. So mm -hmm. it's more, you know, more competitive than it's ever been. So that, you know, that's the good news and the bad news because, you know, I, I know I have, you know, an abundance of experience, but you're also against, you know, th th thousands of more candidates than under normal circumstances. And right. then at my level, you know, the, the salary expectations are at the highest level. Although, right. although what I'm trying to stress with a lot of organizations is now I'm, I'm more apt to, to, to being realistic in my expectations. And maybe I'm a lot more affordable than I would have been under normal circumstances. So maybe it's now's a good time to take advantage of my experience. Right, right. Which that makes sense too. You know, it's, it's like you, taking advantage of the experience and the timing. Um, but I can see that. I mean, it, it, there is, it's an overabundance of people looking. And so I understand, you know, job searching is difficult and, you know, being, getting your resume, sending your resume essentially into a black hole, you need to get creative on how you can connect with that hiring manager or get creative with how you can get, you know, even if it's a virtual phone call in front of somebody. Um, so that makes sense. Yeah, that's where my network comes in, you know, you know, and, 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 and despite the fact that I have a really extensive network, in, in some cases, I'm still having difficulty getting to the decision makers. I wonder why that is. Is it, do you think it's just because there's more, there's more hands on deck or why do you think that is? Well, yeah, some, some of the organizations that I've been discussing, there's way too many layers you know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm scratching my head and wondering how, how they're still in business with all the, you know, I can go, you know, I, I won't share the, the, the companies, but, you know, if, if you look at, you know, their success rate and how their uh, market share has eroded, there's no, there's, there's an absolute answer, reason why, if you, if you look at the number of layers in their management system, it's, it, you know, they're all trying to justify their existence and way too many, they can't get out of their own way. Right, right. That's unfortunate. That's really unfortunate. So Stan, let me ask you, what is your best piece of advice for job seekers in their 60s right now? Well, I, you know, I, I struggle with, you know, changing my style, you know, or my approach. And then I said, you know what, I, I've been successful up to this point, you know, doing things the way I do things. So I, I said, no, I'm, I'm ha I have to stick to what's right and be true to yourself, you know, because I'm authentic and, and, and realistic. And, and, and people know, I mean, I'm a Jersey guy, I'm direct, you know, and, and once you get to know me, they, they know there's no hidden agenda. And uh, I'm always, you know, looking after the best interests of the organization and, and how I can contribute. And I think I'm a good listener. You know, I'm a, I'm a team player, but, you know, at the end of the day, I'm also the team leader. And I try to, you know, get everybody, you know, rowing that boat in the same direction. So just to, you have to be yourself and, 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 and be authentic like like the brand. You know, any, any brand that I've ever represented, I was always the end user. I could never sell and market something that I didn't really believe in. You know, right. you know, so, you know, I, I, I wasn't, you know, your used car salesman type mentality, you know, that's, that's never been my style. So you know, I think the best piece of advice, just be true to yourself, 
you know, you know, it, 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 you know, but, but also you, you have to be that good listener and you have to, you know, especially now you have to adjust because things, things are, are changing, you know, at, at an accelerated time frame. But, you know, also I, one thing I learned, especially in the technology space and the wearables over the last 15 years, you know, I have to really open up, you know, if, it's good, you know, having some of your old school uh, ethics, but, uh, you know, I've, uh, you have to be middle of the road and then forward thinking and then tie all that together to be successful. You know, don't be so set in your ways that you can't make, you know, adjustments and change, you know, because, you know, I always use the analogy of not broken, don't fix it. But if it's, bro if it's broken, we need to we need to change things. And right. we know change is painful, but, you know, change for the right reasons is, 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 is healthy. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. And I love, you know, the be true to yourself and be authentic, you know, major core value in, in my world and in Defi at Define Talent. So I love that aspect. Um, just to recap, I, I just want to go through your your top five tips for our job seeking Gen Xers. I know we kind of covered a lot of ground here, but what would be your top five overall tips for those job seeking Gen Xers out there today? Yeah, num number one, you know, be, be, be authentic, be true to yourself, you know, be a good listener. You know, big good good communicator. It's a two-way street. You know, you don't know everything. You know, you really have to, you know, hear the other side of the story. You know, in in order to improve the situation. Uh, in addition to that, you know, consistent consistency in my in my in my particular field, it's just following up and doing what you say you're going to do. You yeah. know, and and that's one thing I really learned this year. In, in a lot of cases, I can't even get people to respond, and I have this extensive network and all this experience. I can't imagine somebody that doesn't have the experience and, and, and getting discouraged by not having people respond. So right. just, you know, common professional courtesy, you know, and just re following up and doing what you say you're going to do. Got it. Got it. I love it, Stan. Listen, thank you so much for joining us today. Really a great, great pleasure having you on the podcast and, um, you know, best of luck with your search. I'm, you know, we are here for you. Anything we can do, please feel free to reach out to us. Thank you, Tara. I really enjoyed uh, speaking with you too, and, and and good luck to you, you and you guys move forward in this uh, 2021 transition. Awesome. Thanks, Dan. Okay, Tara, stay well. We are Define Talent, a Define Logic service coming to you at top five. Make it a great day.